You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Wednesday, June the 14th of 2021. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show. Lucas Smith, thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. Wednesday of the All-Star break, two more days with no baseball for the St. Louis Cardinals. However, I do think that the Red Sox and Yankees return to action tomorrow. But Cardinals fans, we still have to wait just one more day. We are sponsored uh, in part today. Our title sponsor for the show is Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me on Spotify Greenroom at LJ Fastball to get in on the action. Looking to do a show with some time tomorrow so stay on the lookout for that you can get the information there at my twitter at lj fastball you can also follow the show on twitter and instagram at lo underscore cardinals and uh, be sure to email the show anytime at lockedoncards at gmail.com be sure to follow this podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast and whenever you're in your car kitchen basement be sure to tell your smart device to play locked on cardinals leave a follow leave a rating and tell your friends about the show as well lots of stuff to get to today as i mentioned on yesterday's show we're giving out mid-season awards we are going to do the mvp the cy young the reliever of the year and a gold glove winner and who I think is going to perform the best in the second half of 2021. All five of those players are different players. So lots of stuff to talk about, lots of stuff to break down, lots of reaction from the first half. Because I know that the first half was not all positive as they just sit at 44 and 46 heading into the break. Under 500, underperforming, disappointing, frustrating, aggravating. I get that. However... There are still some positives to look back on, and that is exactly what we are going to be doing today. Looking back at the positives of the 2021 first half for the St. Louis Cardinals. But first, let's look at the All-Star game as the National League falls 5-2 as the NL All-Stars have now lost eight consecutive All-Star games in a row. In case you didn't know what the word consecutive meant, eight All-Star games consecutively and 13 of the last 15. The last time they won was in 2012. That was Chipper Jones's last year in the big leagues. Maybe the uh, NL needs an All-Star to retire and make one more All-Star game to push him over the edge. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was an entertaining game enough. You know, I think that there have definitely been more, definitely been less entertaining All-Star games. Obviously, Shohei Otani, Nolan Arenado, two major, major storylines um, from from yesterday's game in Coors Field. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. taking home the MVP in the game. And I think the big story is that Milwaukee Brewers need pitching help. Their pitching's just terrible. Of course, I'm kidding. But Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers did get tagged with the loss as he does go two innings. Gives up four hits, two earned runs, a walk, and strikes out two, including a home run. However, Freddie Peralta of the Milwaukee Brewers did come in, pitch a scoreless inning, and strike out the side. So all is well. That ends well for the National League, um, at least for Milwaukee Brewers. And it was it was fun. I thought that uh, the players had fun. It was kind of funny trying to listen, trying to watch the players who were mic'd up talk to Joe Buck. I, I don't mind the mic'd up idea. I think that you might need 
you know, maybe somebody else to talk to. I don't think really anybody has any super big desire to talk to Joe Buck. Um, I would, maybe not in the middle of a, of a middle of the game, but I love the, the mic'd up situation. I thought it was interesting that they mic'd up Liam Hendricks. Uh, it, it was interesting. It was, it was fun to, to kind of hear him curse and get emotional and everything like that, but I did think it was a poor decision to try and talk to him while on the mound. Uh, but anyways, the National League ended up using 10 pitchers to, in yesterday's game uh, as the AL All-Stars just used 9. I'm sorry, they used 11. Uh, Scherzer for... No, they did use 9. Scherzer for 1, Burns for 2, Herman Marquez for 1, Rogers for 1, Walker for 1, Freddie Peralta for 1, Melanton for a third, Reyes for 2 thirds, Kimbrell for 2 thirds, and Wheeler for a third. And I can count that is 10 as they strike out 12 American League batters. But American League continued their dominance as um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. just hit an absolute bomb. 468 feet, I think, was the uh, estimated or final distance on that sucker. It was murdered. End of the night in left field. And I think it's really cool. I'm sure you've seen this by now. You've heard of this by now. But the winning pitcher, Japanese. The losing pitcher, Australian. And the... Uh, the MVP was Dominican, raised in raised in Canada. It really shows just how global this game is, and that that's a neat point. That that's a really really fun thing that happened, historic thing that happened, and I think it shows that baseball can do what other sports can't and can reach around the globe. Yes, I think basketball has has a good, pretty good reach, and football so so. Hockey's obviously uh, all the way across the the northern hemisphere or northern part of the globe, but. Baseball, I think, can reach all aspects of the globe. Baseball has shown that they can reach many, many parts. They've already shown it. They've done it in in Asia. They've done it in in Latin America, South America. And it's even starting to get its way over to Europe as well. And obviously, the continent of Australia is very proud of their native son in Liam Hendricks. So baseball is such a global game, and I think that's awesome for people who say baseball is dying out. Nobody watches baseball anymore. That might be somewhat true in America, but it, it is truly a wonderful global game with many, many eyes. Many more eyes than we realize on it. As, you know, you have players from all sorts of different countries and nationalities and ethnicities playing the sport. So it's a wonderful thing. But before I close out in the All-Star game and get into the midseason awards, let's talk about the Cardinals that were in the All-Star game. Nolan Arenado does go 0-2. for 2. He grounds out twice. But he got an incredible, wonderful, fantastic much-deserved ovation when he was introduced, when he took the plate. It was really powerful. It kind of it, it just showed that these Colorado fans loved Nolan Arenado and that Nolan Arenado is somebody that is going to be loved wherever he goes. He plays the game the right way. He plays it hard. He plays it every day. And above all else, he plays it well. People tend to love winning players. <laughs> and Nolan Arenado is just that. Even though his career record might be below 500, he's played on some bad teams. Nolan Arenado himself is a winning player, and I'm really happy that he got the ovation he deserved. He did not perform very well at the plate. He did make one fine play in the field, almost a spectacular play on a bare hand in the second inning as well. But he got his moment, a couple of moments actually, and I I was happy for him. But Alex Reyes goes two-thirds of an inning, gives up a blue pitch, strikes out one to end the inning on a heater. Big congratulations to Alex Reyes. If any listener out there knows Alex Reyes or even knows Nolan Arenado, tell them both congratulations. Tell them both thank you from Luke Smith of the Locked On Cardinals podcast. It was just real special to see Alex Reyes out there on the mound. 
Yes, I know that we're probably going to see him as a starter one day, hopefully a starter in the All-Star game one day. But he, no matter what happens for the rest of his career, he's got this. He's got this moment that he worked so incredibly hard for both on the field and off the field, physically, mentally, socially. A lot of things have happened in that young man's life, and everybody has adversity. Uh, don't get me wrong, but with Reyes' his injuries, his daughter, his off-the-field stuff, it was just really special for Reyes to get back on the mound, to make an impact on the All-Star game, to get a scoreless out and pitch well. And in terms of just a plain baseball sense, to pitch well for the first time in a while, he hadn't pitched since last Monday, and in those, his last two performances on Monday and Sunday, he'd given up runs. So even from a, from a purely baseball standpoint, it was good to get him back out there on the mound and just a culmination of all the hard work that he's put in. So congratulations to all the All-Star members from Shohei Otani to Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer started the All-Star game four times. I think we forget how good he is. Um, Taiwan Walker is happy to see happy to see Lance Lynn get in there, get some work, uh, former Cardinal that I think we're kind of kicking ourselves for. Um, not realizing how big of an asset he was, and the Cardinals are kicking themselves for, for letting him walk, uh, to Vlad Guerrero Jr. for the um, for the MVP as with his mammoth two-run shot for JT Romuto, who had the home run for the NL. Just congratulations to everybody. A successful All-Star game and a historic one with the Shohei Otani storylines. So let's go ahead and get into the midseason awards. We're going to start them off with the two big ones, the MVP and Cy Young Award. Uh, So we'll talk about who's the MVP, who's the Cy Young Award winner for the first half coming up here in just a moment. Dinner time can be chaotic, but with Freshly, it's easy. Their chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week and take the pressure off you. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. Grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. And with Freshly, you don't have to do any of it. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. And ordering is easy. Visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak, peppercorn, sausage-baked penne, or their chicken pesto bowl. Freshly can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plans and meals to pick from that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and even your family size. So what are you waiting for? Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners a $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash locked on. Stop stressing out about dinner. Get a great deal on food by going to Freshly.com slash locked on for $40 off your first two orders. One more time. That is Freshly.com slash locked on for $40 off your first two orders. The title sponsor of today is Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once around, you can talk with me other fans, athletes, insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Lockdown Cardinals once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every single day. Green Room is the first place and perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. Be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a room tomorrow about the St. Louis Cardinals. So go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at LJFastball to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the St. Louis Cardinals. I'll be sure to see you there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. 
It's award time for the St. Louis Cardinals, and I'm not saying that these um, these are awards that they should win for the league, but these are team awards. We'll start with, like I said, the MVP, the Cy Young, uh, the reliever of the year, gold glove, as well as the um, who I think is going to perform best in the second half of 2021. And we are going to start with the most valuable player. It's going to be an offensive player. It's going to be the player with the highest war on the St. Louis Cardinals. It's Nolan Arnauto, 2.6 wins above replacement, best hitter on the Cardinals in terms of that stat. In my opinion, there's really no other way you could go. He's also second on the team in qualified players among weighted runs created plus at 120. Tyler O'Neill is the only other one that I would be comfortable choosing uh, with with this wonderful, fantastic award. Uh, but, but for me, with the amount of games played, the fact that Nolan has played 88 games this season, it's got to be Nolan Arnauto. Not to take anything away from Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill has had a breakout campaign. He's looked really good for long stretches of the season. Really happy for, for Tyler. But for me, Nolan Arenado just, just gets the job done. His slash line is a little... His average is a little bit lower than you might like it to be at 265. 319 on base, a little bit low, but the 500 slugging, you can't complain about. Only striking out as well 13% of the time. Uh, that, that's also a very, very solid number. Leads the team in home runs at 17. Again, nothing else to complain about with T- Nolan Arenado. He has been an absolute godsend to this Major League Baseball team and a bat that they absolutely needed. Because... Let's just think about it. No matter how you define most valuable player, whether it is, by the definition, most valuable, the person that made the most impact, the best player on the team, whatever, how are you defining it? Let's, let, let's take a look at the valuable part of this definition here. Who is the most valuable? In my opinion, that means who would hurt the team the most if they weren't on it? If Tyler O'Neill left, yes, that would hurt. If Nolan Arenado left, I think that would be detrimental to this team. Matt Carpenter would probably be the replacement. And yes, Matt Carpenter has looked good the last couple of weeks. But again, he looked good at a couple of weeks early in May as well. And you can't tell me for a second that Matt Carpenter and Nolan Arenado are remotely close in defensive capability. Not for a second can you tell me that. And I think the Cardinals could get by with Lars Newtbar in the outfield, maybe even... Maybe even Justin Williams, if he was given enough playing time. But nevertheless, I think the Cardinals could piece something together defensively enough that that they wouldn't lose a whole lot defensively, collectively, if Tyler O'Neill left. But if Nolan Arenado left, both offensively and defensively, this team takes a major decline. Major decline. And again, I'm not trying to bash on Tyler O'Neill saying that he means any or that he means super less to this team because he means a lot to this team. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's your cleanup slash fifth place hitter. He means a lot to this team. I just think Nolan Nolan Arnauto means more for leadership, for feeling ability, for experience, for all of it, for durability. Nolan Arnauto is my first half 2021 Cardinals most valuable player. My bold prediction at the beginning of the year is that he's going to be the league's most valuable player. He's going to have to turn it on in the second half in order for that to happen. But I, I just think that, that he has been exactly what the Cardinals have needed. 
from the third base position. He's Yes, slumps at times. Everybody slumps, including MVPs. Don't get that screwed up. But Nolan Arenado, first half MVP, it's been, other than the Cardinals' performance in terms of his performance, I think it's been exactly what you expected. Again, maybe the average is a tick low, maybe. But I I, I do think that, um, other than the average, it's been everything you could have expected from the St. Louis Cardinals acquiring Nolan Arenado. And like I said on yesterday's show, if you missed it, I'll say it again. I wouldn't worry too much about him opting out. He still seems to love St. Louis. He still seems to love playing in St. Louis. Wouldn't worry too much about him opting out. But again, congratulations, because I'm sure Nolan Arenado is a daily listener of Lockjaw Cardinals. So congratulations to him on your first half MVP, as voted by me. And now we're going to go ahead and move on to the Cy Young Award winner. This is not something that I expected to say. At the beginning of the year, this is not something that I even expected to say a couple weeks ago. However, it is going to be Adam Wainwright. First half Cy Young Award winner. This one also, you could argue KK Kim, but I'm going to give the edge to Adam Wainwright again due to the durability of Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright, 7-5 on the year, 17 games started, 105 innings pitch. He leagues the team in that Given up just the 42 earned runs. His ERA plus is 102, which is very solid. His whip is 1.15. Strikes out 8.4 per nine. Walks, strikeouts per walk, 3.19. I just think Adam Wainwright has been exactly what the Cardinals have needed. He's been the most consistent and the best pitcher on this team. Strikeout percentage of 22.6%. Gets a ground ball 46% of the time. His expected FIP is 3.78. His war is 1.5, which is tops amongst pitchers on the team, according to Fangraphs. Baseball reference has his war at 1.1, and Kim has they have Kim at 1.5, so depending on who you look at for your war. And yes, I get that Kim's ERA is lower, but he's also pitched in less games. He has way less innings. He has 35 less innings than Adam Wainwright does. His ERA plus is higher. His FIP is lower. I get that. But again, just because of the sheer volume that Wainwright has done, I think that, that that's an, an, even an actual Cy Young voting that has been a, a factor of like, okay, yes, this guy was good, but this guy was good for longer. This guy, uh, might, numbers might be better, but that's only because this other guy has a, a larger sample size. So again, I go with who's who's been doing it for you lately, who's been doing it for you longer, and to me, that is 39-year-old Adam Wainwright. And talk about where this team would be without Nolan Arenado. Where would this team be without Adam Wainwright? Flaherty's gone down. Michaelis has stayed down for the most part. Oviedo has been inconsistent. Martinez has gone down. Kim has even gone down a handful of times. Adam Wainwright is the one starting pitcher that has not left or gone on the injured list from day one of the season. John Gant didn't get injured, but he left at the bullpen. Adam Wainwright has been there through thick and thin. He has started wonderfully. Ponce de Leon went to the bullpen. Adam Wainwright has been the definition of a stopper on this team. He pitches every fifth day. The one start he missed was due to COVID, the COVID precaution. Every fifth day, he's way more reliable than I thought he was going to be. And I think Adam Wainwright deserves a lot more credit for where this team is. He, I mean, he's got two complete games. No other Cardinal has a complete game this year. What's that tell you? What's that tell you? 
tells you that he goes out, takes the ball. He's an old school type pitcher, and he knows how to pitch. He's not going to light up the radar gun. He, he might hit 93 on a really good day. He's probably going to sit closer to 89 to 91. But this man knows how to pitch, knows how to get outs. He's been phenomenal in the first half of this season. ERA of 3.59, or 3.58, excuse me. If Adam Wainwright pitches to a 3.58, that is an absolute major success for this team. And I would have said that even at the beginning of the year when they had all their starting pitchers. And it's kind of funny that he keeps saying that he, um, everybody gets surprised every time he goes out. He expects it. Adam Wainwright expects to be brilliant, and he is brilliant more times than not, especially in 2021. And I really think that if he wasn't injured uh, across many of his seasons, you know, he missed out in 2011 due to injury. He, he wasn't really fully healthy in 12, but still pitched pretty well. He was hurt in 15, and then he was hurt really from 2016 all the way to 2018, in my opinion. He made 33 starts in 2016 in an ERA of 4.62. Wasn't fully healthy there. Missed some time in 2017 because of a dead arm issue. Again, in 2018, he was only making eight starts that year. And Adam Wainwright is fully healthy for his entire career. He, he's, I think he's putting up pretty good, if not historic, numbers. This is a man who has led the league in innings pitched twice. Led the league in complete games once. Led the league in shutouts three times. Led the league in games started twice. Led the league in wins twice. I think people forget how good Adam Wainwright was pre-injury. Without being injured. He was third in Cy Young in 2014, second in 2013, second in 10, third in nine. Again, without those injuries here, those injury plagued years, I think Adam Wainwright is a little bit higher on our list, and I think he is a Hall of Famer without those injuries. With the injuries and with the lack of success in 2016, 2018, it gets a little bit more questionable. Uh, borderline, definitely a Cardinal Hall of Famer, but that's a discussion for a different day. Congratulations, Adam Wainwright, first half Cardinals Cy Young Award winner. We're going to take one more break, and then I'll get into the reliever of the year, gold glove, and who I think is going to perform the best in 2021, in the second half, I should say, of 2021. So all that coming up in just a moment. It was supposed to be only available last week, but you guys loved it so much. Looks like you're going to get it for a little bit extra because Built Bar is offering a little bit of time flavor of Built Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like, you might wonder? This Built Bars is a version of the classic Thin Mint cookie. All the flavor without all that sugar. You've only got 5 grams of sugar in this thing with 150 calories and 17 grams of protein. But even if you don't want a classic Thin Mint cookie, a healthy classic Thin Mint cookie, we've got flavors galore for you. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, while you're missing out. You've got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My mouth is watering just reading these. They're all covered 100% in chocolate. And that's why my favorite is double chocolate, because in my opinion, you can never have enough chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, don't worry. Get yourself a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And if you're worried that they're all covered in chocolate and all not healthy, don't worry anymore. They are healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. 4 to 5 grams of sugar. 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. All amazing flavors. All tasty all healthy. So order today. Get the grasshopper. Get the raspberry, double chocolate, or whatever you'd like. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. And if you need any more incentive, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. 
One more time, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 50% off your first order of Built Bars. We're looking at the reliever of the year, and it's not even close. Well, that's not true. It's a little close. All these, I think you could flip a coin and land either on O'Neill or Arenado. You could land on either Wainwright or Kim. But to me, it's going to be Alex Reyes. You could flip a coin and land on Reyes or Gallegos. And the Sabermetrics might lean towards Gallegos. His walk percentage is astronomically lower. His... ERA is lower, his FIP is lower, his expected FIP is lower, his war is higher. But to me, Alex Reyes, what he's done as a closer, the 22 for, sorry, the 20 for 20 saves is really what's putting him above the edge for me. Because yes, the 18.2 walk percentage is extremely high. But he leaves 89% of his inherited runners on base, which is huge. His ERA is minuscule, microscopic at 1.52. And like I mentioned in the first segment, put a little bit of emotion into this. He has been a comeback story for the ages for the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. For, for the ages. He's been an incredible comeback story. And I've talked about it a lot over the last two episodes. To kind of hit the point home from the injuries that he dealt with. He was suspended from marijuana earlier in his career. His daughter's had health issues. He's been through a lot in his last... For, for a young man, I mean... Alex Reyes is only 26 years of age. He's been through a lot for a 26-year-old. And he has worked his tail off to get where he's at today and done an exceptional, exceptional job, in my opinion. He's been the reliever of the year. He's one head of the big three between Gallegos, Reyes, and Cabrera, although Cabrera has struggled a bit in recent outings. But Alex Reyes has... Yeah, he Alex Reyes also struggled in his last two outings. But to me, just that closer role... It's going to be eventful, but you know more times than not, way more times than not, Reyes is going to get the job done. In fact, this year he has not let up a save. He is actually perfect in save opportunities for his career. That's right. He is 100% perfect in his career. 22 for 22 is Mr. Reyes in his illustrious career, his short career, but his illustrious career nonetheless. So congratulations to Alex Reyes for the reliever of the year. For me, the Gold Glover is also going to be uh, Nolan Arenado. Just too solid. Just too solid. Um, Tommy Edmond has had a fine success rate, uh, especially at second base, and Mundo Sosa has put together some nice plays. But Nolan Arenado, again, Gold Glove, you could also flip a coin. Gold Glove, you could flip a coin and land on about three or four guys. You could do Goldschmidt. You could do Bader. You could do Edmond. You could do Arenado. You could do Sosa even if you really wanted to. You could do O'Neal. If you wanted to. For me, the catch of the year is going to be Dylan Carlson. And also, you could flip a coin there uh, between Dylan Carlson or Tyler O'Neill, both on the West Coast, both to win a pivotal game and both in left field. So, catch of the year goes to Dylan Carlson just because that was against the Giants and that was uh, to, win this, to win the series. Incredible moment. O'Neill's might have been more difficult. It was hit more on a line. Nevertheless, both incredible catches. Can't go wrong with Gold Glove, in my opinion. They're all great, and again, I'm just sticking with Nolan Arenado because he has just been fantastic, fabulous, wonderful. I think I might have mentioned at the beginning of the show they're all different. I was wrong. I misspoke. I apologize. Uh, but let's let's finish up the show. We'll talk about who I think is going to bounce back and have a strong second half. 
There's an article in St. Louis Post-Dispatch talking about this. Um, and also, I, I was looking at just Cardinal stats for the last handful of days. And it's going to be Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt is historically a better second-half hitter. Well, let, let's just look at his stats this season. In his last 30 games, well, first of all, overall, he's hitting 265, an on-base of 335, and a slugging of 432 for an OPS of 762. Last 30 games, got a slash line of 295, 375, and 482. He's 33 for 112, six home runs, 21 runs driven in. His last 15 games, batting 322, and on base of 403, a slugging of 525, three home runs. In his last seven games, he is 10 for 26 with a home run, six runs driven in, and on base of 500, and a slugging of 538. Paul Goldschmidt is a better hitter. When the seasons get hot, he's notorious for getting off to extremely slow starts. And he didn't get off to that slow of a start this year. A little bit of a slow start. But again, historically, the power numbers show up in the second half. And he's a really, really good June and July hitter. I know we're past June now, uh, but July is statistically his best month. 313 average, 407 on base, 545 slugging, an OPS of 952. Total OPS plus of 110. 41 home runs and 209 Games, 144 runs driven in in the month of July. Paul Goldschmidt, I think, is going to turn it around in the second half and uh, really kind of power this team and help this team to win a lot more games in the second half. So, again, that's going to go ahead and wrap up the midseason awards. MVP, Nolan Arenado. Cy Young, Adam Wainwright. Reliever of the year, Alex Reyes. Gold glove, Nolan Arenado, who uh, I think is going to play or who's going to have a big second half is Paul Goldschmidt. Congratulations to everybody on their wonderful awards. Much deserved and much praise to be given. Tomorrow's show, um, sorry, just a reminder, rather, tomorrow I'll have a green room open. Probably be tomorrow evening, so be on the lookout for that. Follow me at LJ Fastball on Twitter for that announcement. So now that you've listened to Locked on Cardinals, go ahead and listen to Locked on Today, where they're talking about is Kawhi Leonard's time in LA over? They're also breaking down the All Star game. So get more of the sports news you need in less time with Locked on Today podcast. Follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at LJ Fastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And be sure to email the show anytime at LockedOnCard at gmail.com. So until I talk to you guys next time, which will be tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.